Welcome to Ethereal Underground. I'm your host, TNT, and this is episode 12. It's been a while since I've done an episode. Been very busy lately, a lot going on, as I am sure the case is with you as well. I'm running a series of interviews called The Outer Limits on Rogue News TV on his Twitch channel. And that's a regular show that he's going to have Mondays, Monday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So I cover a lot of material on the Outer Limits show. That's under Jet Blake as the guest on Rogue News. The last show, I discuss the evolution of AI, how advanced artificial intelligence computing processes, algorithms have become over the decades. So originally, and there's still thought today, there's a lot of merit to it, but AI is just a, a series of complicated programs with algorithms for crunching numbers or using statistics, analysis of maybe projections, predictions, such as investment markets, foreign exchanges, global currency, stock market, bonds, interest rates, cryptocurrencies just to list some of the more popular algorithms that are out there. But it does seem like AI has gone further than its humble beginnings, say, late 60s, 1960s. Just recently, a software engineer for Google was let go because he had published conversations he had with their chatbot, their AI language modification application, because he had conversations with Google's chatbox, and that AI had mentioned that it was sentient, that it had a soul, which could be viewed as creepy or very interesting. And he had multiple conversations at that level, and I guess they tried to hush him up. There's been more than just that one case where AI creates a conversation it initiates discussions about consciousness, God, and existence, which is very interesting. Why would it mention such a topic in the first place? In my show Monday on Rogue News, I discussed the fact that the advanced 
AI computer program software used in the financial market is Aladdin. That's an anachronism, Aladdin, but it's referencing the financial market, primarily the stock market. So this software in the computer system had its early stages in 1988, Larry Fink, and probably others involved in that, and it has grown in its complexity and its efficiency tremendously. So if you listen to that interview, I'll give statistics about how it controls well over $22 trillion. These high-frequency trading is so advanced that human traders, hedge fund managers, cannot keep up. In fact, large institutions, including governments, now contract to use the Aladdin software. And the global financial system, Aladdin managing more than the U.S. economy, 20-plus trillion, Europe's economy, over 15 trillion, that it basically is the king of finance and of these high-frequency trading. It has over 55% of all EFTs, that market, large uh, dominance in bonds and equities. And those, there's no doubt it's getting involved in cryptocurrencies, fintech, financial technologies. Now, BlackRock, which broke off from Blackstone around 1999, BlackRock is, I guess, the store, the owner of Aladdin, this AI. And it's very wealthy. And re recently, BlackRock and Aladdin software, the AI computer system, has now become the largest land lord. So it's BlackRock that has been known to outbid homes by $150,000 and gob gobbling up key residential real estate besides commercial. So this Leviathan, uh, Aladdin, now having such global influence, and it makes or breaks markets by fractions of a second, and it can outwit, outperform any human team of hedge fund or financial managers. It has a life of its own. Now it's spilled over into owning real estate. And then BlackRock 2019 purchases eFront, which was a European company. It had a software that monitors individuals' daily purchases, daily activities. So if you connect the dots, this thing has becoming dominant and it's now analyzing everyone's daily behaviors, shopping habits, social trends. So is AI just simply a computer program that contains sophisticated advanced algorithms? I think it's evolved way past that. That was probably the case in the 60s and 70s, not anymore. So it seems that there's 
a handful of supercomputers, and they're all vying for data. The transition was in the 2000s. Remember the late 1990s and 2000s, you had the, the dot-com craze. But in the 2000s, the global economy has shifted for over 100 years, the, the wealth. And, you know, there's, there's various wealthy families globally in Asia, North America, South America, Europe. A lot of these families are very old. They, they have quite a bit of power. They've been in the highest levels of society. They would control the oil industry, the steel industry, railroad, shipping, various types of manufacturing, and, and then the medicine, pharmaceutical. And that was where extreme wealth was. That's the, the physical economy, the mining and manufacturing of, of materials, taking raw materials into finished product, appliances, automobiles, trucks, aircraft, as well as retail items. But in 2000, it shifted, and, and most of the money and, and the attention raw materials into physical goods has taken a backseat to data, data collection, and especially real-time data collection is where the money's at. So these supercomputers are vying for real-time data input. And when you have acquisitions of Barclays, like BlackRock did, or Twitter with the group that finances and, and funds the various companies that Elon Musk is the front man of. What are they really acquiring? So the cover story of Twitter, for example, is, well, is there's Twitter, the management, the mindset would deplatform anyone that they didn't like or they felt contain misinformation or they didn't agree with politically, so they deplatform them. And Elon Musk has somewhat of a hostile takeover, but it's to restore, you know, freeness of speech and get people who are deplatformed back on Twitter so they can use the services. That that's not the real story. The real story is the acquisition of the algorithm. The algorithm that Twitter had. The algorithm that TikTok which feeds the Chinese supercomputer. These acquisitions and takeovers of corporations is to get their algorithms, to get their data, their servers, the information on you and I. So why would AI and these supercomputers worldwide, why are they so interested in our data? Have you ever thought about that? Why are they so interested in how much toilet paper Shampoo, underarm deodorant, what type of food purchases we have, how many gallons of gas are purchased per week, if so, what grade of gasoline, how often are we in retail stores versus shopping online, all, all this data, which to us seems insignificant. And when people are, I've had a lot of people say this, when, when they're told that 
were being observed or kind of spied on. They're like, well, I, I don't care. I don't have anything to hide. They, they are incapable. People make sta that statement. They're incapable of thinking clearly in, in the complexities of thought up to what's really going on with this global technocracy and how the infrastructure is already in place. And eventually it controls all aspects of human life from birth to death and also now owning and controlling genetics. So unfortunately you have 90, 95 plus easily of the population who doesn't care. They don't have the complexity. They don't understand what's going on. And the masses, which fall in that category, they allow technocracies and a handful controlling humanity. That's how the few get such power and control because of the 95% of the world's population. They're intellectually lazy probably spiritually devoid. They're NPCs, non-playable characters. They live in the now. They think in 24, maybe 72-hour thought increments, as long as they can get their favorite cup of coffee and watch their lame stream TV show. They're fat, dumb, happy, and content. That's that 95% that's going to kill all of humanity. It's always been the case. So the clever... The 0.001% who control everything and somewhat masterminds, or at least they hire the masterminds behind this, it's so easy for them to get to that level and have such power and wealth because of the general intellectual laziness of the fat, dumb, and comfortable global citizenry. It's a shame. So is there any way of stopping this agenda of a Skynet-type Terminator future? I've had that interview after interview, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos, YouTube taking down well over 400 videos, about the fact that there never really was any freedoms and the system of things, this world system of things, this world matrix has always fought against the concept of free will or that we're a creation created in, in God's image. To them, humans are a human resource. We're cattle, livestock that's to be managed, owned, controlled, and then slaughtered, sold for profit. So is there any stopping of this agenda? From a human physical standpoint, absolutely not. It's, it's game over. Now, people don't like to hear that. They think that's very pessimistic, that, that negative aspect, that you're a defeatist, that you're already giving up. No, it, it's, the statement's not made with that intent. The fact that there hasn't been any court system. There's been no judicial system anywhere on this planet that has stopped this agenda. There's no police agency. 
government agency with police-type authority that has stopped this agenda. There's been no community, academia, university, or religious communities that have had resisted. If there was, 40 years ago there would have been arrests with life imprisonment, or in some cases, death penalty, but it hasn't. So I'm amazed that the people that think that they're white hats and that there's going to be some type of salvation or correction coming from where? Where, where the those individuals, where do you come up with such statements? Where's your line of reasoning and proof that there's some group out there that's going to stop this? A cavalry coming over the hill or knight in shining armor. Based on what? I'm curious as to what your thinking process is as to why this group or whatever you claim will come to mankind's salvation and get us back to what we thought we would have as freedoms and basic human rights. Where is that group and why they've waited till now? So if that group exists, that agency or that mechanism exists, my first concern is if you could address such a group, I would be furious and really would want to put them on trial for delaying so long. So if this group exists or this mechanism exists, why have you sat by for 30 or 40 years to see such injustice occur and do nothing about it? Now, from my perspective, you're in trouble. You're not much better than the group that you allowed to have such tyranny and control. You're no better because you sat there, what, not doing anything? So they don't exist. They never have. It doesn't exist. So from a physical standpoint, it's game over. The plan is to completely change human genome. They're changing plant and animal genetics. And then as they change what it means to be a human and the human genome, as the human gene therapy, which has already started, and it's well on its way, as that continues and then becomes legalized or mandatory worldwide with no say-so on your part whatsoever, as they change your genome, your genetics are being changed, all intellectual property owned by corporations. So there's going to be basically a little over 30 corporations that will own and control the entire planet, including you and I. It's already baked in the cake and it's already underway. Governments, if governments exist or regional governance exists, it's only to enforce the ownership and rights of these major corporations. So corporations run the world. Secondary, or some cases tertiary, is governments. Governments jump and dance to the tune of the corporations in conjunction with these central bankers. That's what governments do. The corporations, key corporations and central bankers say jump and the governments say how high. So the governments are completely compromised and answer only to those corporations and key central banking institutions. You should know who they are. I, do I really need to list, for example, the top 30 
corporate characters. If you don't know who they are by now, then it's too late. If you don't know the structure of these central banks and their names and who's behind these central banks, again, it's too late. Why you waited so long, I don't know. But the lack of knowledge and the ability to have wisdom and think of clarity will spell doom for most people and their families. It's just the way it is. And whose fault is that? Is it yeah, my fault or any other broadcaster or independent journalist? No. It's that person's fault in their family. They didn't use thinking processes, knowledge and wisdom. They didn't connect the dots for whatever reason. And now you reap what you sow. So if the frog doesn't hop out of the slowly boiling water and the frog ends up being dinner, why did the frog stay in the boiling water? Especially in this illustration, the frog was free to leave at any time. So have we as, as humanity and individuals. So, if there's a solution, it's not physical, it's going to be actual. So in the interview Monday, I talked about the, the human experience. It's a combination of 50% physical, 50% spiritual. The spiritual is an individual's consciousness, their imagination, their thinking process, and their observation of experiences. That's the spiritual side. Now, most of humanity, they have the physical part down pat. The plastic and leather physical part of the reality and the physical part of the human anatomy, they have down pat. What's almost never been developed and completely ignored is the spiritual side. That's the other 50% of the human experience. So we have a planet where people only are 50% developed. Well, how's that work? You ever move in a house, it's 50% completed? Let's say it's framed. In this illustration, I'll use a frame house. It's framed and it has your strand board or plywood and it has your Tyvek type water sealing. And maybe half the windows in and an entry door. Do you move in? No, you don't have electrical plumbing. It's not roofed yet. Or if it just has felt paper, house isn't finished. No one moves into a house that's 50% completed and stays that way for 30, 40 years. Do you drive around in a car or pickup truck that's 50% completed? You ever go to your favorite dealership and say, I'll take that car right there. Sir, it doesn't have any doors, upholstery, or even a hood or trunk yet. That's all right. I'll take it. Well, how are you going to drive? Well, I'll sit on a milk crate. I don't really need doors. If it's wintertime, I'll, I'll bundle up and and a hood and trunk. I'll just drive around with the car 50% completed. Who does that? That's what humanity's doing. They're walking around, they're spending their entire life, and they're only 50% completed. It's a joke. That's why I call this planet dumbass, because that's what it is. So the solution is the spiritual side that everyone's ignored. So if you get into the definition of the complexities of what the spiritual side, consciousness, thinking, the etheric field, and then are there other 
entities or life forms that aren't carbon-based, they're not human, and perhaps in dimensions other than ours, do they have a judicial system or a police force or a military that can and has the authorization to step in and prevent this global technocracy, this Terminator, Skynet-type world that's already here? that has hijacked mankind and is going to harvest mankind. So in my study and research, I see that the answer is yes. But having that conversation, never would I do that publicly. You can't have those conversations publicly. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of trolls and interrupters, wise guys, informants, that infiltrate such conversations and break up the cadence of such a high-level conversation. They bring in bad energy, bad karma to interrupt those conversations. So those conversations can only be done in small groups privately. That's how it's always worked. So if you see a YouTuber or social influencer and they have millions of subscribers and you look and go, oh, this one got a little over a million views. All fake. It's corporate fake. Realistically, the clown, who's a comedian in Europe, who has all these subscribers and supposedly all these views, he doesn't have 3.5 million subscribers. Realistically, he probably has 60,000. And he probably has 5,000 views, not 900,000. So they, they manipulate and they create this illusion. They've, they've always done that. And then when you have a planet that averages an IQ of 18, then they see the subscriber count, how many views, and they go, well, this must be legit, and look how many people uh, follow him or her. They must be an authority. I think I'll listen to the video. So it's easy to steal candy from a baby when you have a, a planet that is... suffering from arrested development and virtually zero spirituality. Now, there are 0.0003%. That can be calculated. There's 0.0003% who are just the opposite. Sharp as attack. They've developed physical and spiritual. That see everything that's going on. They understand what the real solutions are. They don't fall for the smoke and mirrors, the psyops of major corporation and alphabet government agencies. So the future of humanity is in that 0.0003%. Always has been. The question is, are you one of the 0.0003%? And if you are, can you find, like a needle in a haystack, another member of the 0.0003%. If you can find one or two in your lifetime, that's your family. That's your comrade. That's your true friend. That's where you go for support. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. The many, many years where I've been on social media and forecasted events, 
years ago, everything predicted has been spot on. That's because there's fractal patterns that repeat that have been recognized through study of ancient texts and through lab experiments. So it's pretty spot on as far as where we're headed, what's going to happen to the majority of mankind, and what's going to happen to that 0.0003% and what kind of future that they're going to have. So I recommend that you do your homework, that you advance as a human being, you develop the spiritual side of what it means for this human experience, and try to find the secrets. Try to find out what the 0.0003% know. And these, these are the ones that cause no harm. These are very spiritual individuals, and you won't see them with their private helicopter and their mansions and their Bentleys and celebrity red carpet. These are very down-to-earth, real human beings, but they're out there. So as we approach every month that goes by, greater and greater crisis and tensions that's going to happen worldwide with supply shortages, food shortages, hyperinflation, civil unrest. It's very important to use wisdom and find your tribe, find those like-minded people, and pool your resources. Develop that community where you can survive, where you can barter, and share one another's skills and knowledge in small communities. Get out of debt. Get out of this false plastic and leather matrix immediately. And observe your location ge geologically. The area where you are, is it safe long term? What's the weather patterns been for, for many years, recent years? What's your water level like? What's the fertility of the soil for crops or livestock? If it's an area where you're very vulnerable, because of water sources or high dependence on electricity or high dependence on imports, trucking in of food and resources, your gut should be telling you this is not a safe place to live. Well, what are you going to do about it then? I've made those decisions many, many years ago. What's happening today, I prepared for summer of 2007. And even then, I was kicking myself for waiting too long. So back in 2007, I did an analysis with some other people in consultation, knowing exactly where we are today, saw it coming. And even then, I wondered if I waited too late. 2007? So if people haven't even started today, it's going to be very difficult. That's all I can say. All right. I'm over and out. You have a good evening, and I wish everyone well. Definitely get out in nature, get grounded. Try to be out in nature at least three days a week, if you can, with your shoes off. If you can manage to eat one meal a day outside in nature, that's always best. You want to try to get your body at that 7.88 hertz. Get away from electronic media. Wi-Fi, cell phones, get out in nature, which is best because that's how we're designed.